This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Because you work for the government, Jared. Did you have to start it right when you were going to say that? I did, actually. Oh, okay. Lucky for you, I didn't start it earlier. <laughs> I, I do not consent to being reported. <laughs> well, you knew where we, we were recording when you came into this, so. What you guys drinking? Government work, baby. I'm not drinking anything. I'm tired of water. What day you on? Yeah, you can put some new. You can probably drink something else. What else? I guess I have coffee in the morning. Coffee day, day fifty one. Coffee, tea. Katie's not here to make me tea, and I don't know how. Make you some. Make you a hot toddy, John. And put your put you right to sleep. He's seventy five Harden. No, no, without without the whiskey. He's paleo. I, would, I think when you put honey in those. Oh, it's no longer 75. I think honey is paleo. Yeah, it should be. It would be on my paleo diet. What about Coconut maple sugar syrup? Paleo. Yeah, paleo. Not Aunt Jemima. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stuff. Careful, John. <laughs> That's straight corn syrup. <laughs> I was looking at the ingredients of something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like corn syrup, corn starch, <laughs> soybean oil were the first three ingredients. I'm like, this shit's never even coming in my house again. That's how you grow some tits. Yeah. <laughs> what was uh, it? I can't remember. I can't remember. It might have been something I was slugging down during the race <laughs> good thing you just consume it during the race yeah maybe um what is this thing do? working this yeah summer? yeah we got you can you can you hear me can you hear me now yeah jared what are you drinking i'm drinking uh some crawford bach made by carbach brewing company did you take and, uh, that back with you yeah we flew back <laughs> wow <laughs> dude no i so you can take it <clears throat> you can take <clears throat> excuse me you can take beer with you on the flight in your check bag can you drink one on the flight no yeah it's gotta be below no dude i put oh, all the leftover beers yeah i put all the leftover beers in the the cooler stuffed in my bag and here it is in Monk's Corner. Cool. Yeah. What are you drinking? Tito's and Topo. Per usual. Yes, sir. I, I have some wine I had planned to drink, but I don't know. It just felt like going this route. Because they're bottomless. I would run out of wine eventually. Um. Jared, I'm surprised at how little we drank last weekend. Yeah. With the exception of Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon and morning. Yeah. Yeah, we started early, 1030. <laughs> no, we started earlier than that. No, we way earlier than that, yeah, man. We had screwdrivers before we went to brunch. I forgot. Okay, so disregard that comment. We drank plenty. <laughs> Did you have any Saturday? <laughs> Saturday After we the race, have a lot. I imagine yeah. that was would not have been fun to be drinking at that time. I had a I had a tall boy Corona the a minute I crossed the finish line. Yeah, it was the first thing I drank. Was that the one you sent a picture of that made your hand look tiny? No, that was the one I drank before the race. The yeah, <laughs> the night that before. Was the carb loading. No, I had I had uh, two in my cooler with the intention of drinking after the race. And uh, 
then bought one to have with dinner the night before and ended up drinking two of them the night before. So I had one for after the race. <laughs> but it was very good. That's my favorite thing in the world is an ice cold Corona after a long run. I remember I had to go pick you up one when you did that half marathon in Utah. Yeah. It's refreshing after a hot one. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But uh, yeah, Saturday Saturday we didn't drink very much. We didn't drink very much Saturday. Yeah, or eat nearly as much as I thought. No, I only had. I think I had four beers at dinner, which is a lot when they're pints, but not nearly as much as I anticipated. Yeah, but. I don't know. We're pretty wrecked. We were pretty wrecked. Yeah. Yeah, we fell asleep. I remember we got back to the house and both fell asleep on the couch. You fell asleep. I was watching the game. Bullshit, dude. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> well, I fell asleep, but I got up and went to my room and came back 30 minutes later and you're out there passed out. And so I, I hit your leg and told you to go to bed. Dude, you're like snoring. Passed no. out. Like <laughs> Completely unconscious. And you're like, I want to tell our listeners what you guys were up to. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to finish watching the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess we ought to tell everyone. So this weekend, this past weekend was the Paladero 25K slash 50K slash 50 miler, which I think it's officially known as the powder canyon trail run yep which if you've listened to this show at all uh you know that we've been getting ready for it for a long time and i also want to point out in episode 11 the cabin sessions arguably our best episode of all time i said i wanted to run a 50k within the next year and so and you did it a little behind schedule but that was less than two months so after your uh, 31st yeah yeah, slightly behind schedule, but that was partly due to race preference. So, how was it, Jared? Jared Man. did 50 miles. Yeah. That's 5 0. Yep. It was, I think. That's half a mile times 100. Yeah. <laughs> it was, man, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Good. Running wise, fight. What? Regardless, yeah, dude, that it was it was tough. Um, dude, I, it was like after mile thirty four. I would even say thirty eight. I would even say thirty. I would, I would, you know, between thirty six and thirty eight, man. The, on the climb. On the climb, we're going through the upper, upper, or I'm sorry, the lower. Lower Comanche, yeah. Lower Comanche Trail, getting up on on near the rim of the the canyon. And the heat was just, the heat was brutal, man. The heat was brutal last weekend, but, um, and just 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 got through that part. Told myself to get to the next aid station, and told myself to get to the one after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have to do a bunch of laps? Did it. Or um, two or. So the so the 25k did one lap, 50k did two laps, and the 50 milers we had to do three laps plus uh, a little leg, like a three mile um, little kicker. Yeah, a little kicker on our. Was that at the end or the beginning? This is at the beginning. It was at the beginning. (laughs) I would have shot myself if I had (laughs) come around to the finish line and then had to go three more miles after forty. Seven. The, the my the, my first mile, even though it was, or my first mile, my first lap, even though it was my longest lap, was my fastest oh, lap really? of the whole race by far. Dude, my my first lap was my PR twenty five k. Since I've kept track of such things, yeah. It was dude. It Second was lap was in the morning. I mean, <laughs> before the sun really peaked. It was great weather, man. Like it yeah, was no, it was amazing. 
early in the morning and then the sunrise was beautiful coming up i mean it like bring tears to your eyes kind of thing but i was the same way as mile mile 19 for me is when i which would have been in the exact same place as your mile you know uh 36 or whatever 38 is that was when i i remember distinctly thinking like this shit's about to get really miserable out here (laughs) (laughs) And it did <laughs> for four more hours. <laughs> you but know, I think I think it was all because of the heat. If it had been twenty degrees cooler, I think I think I would have had my I think I would have had my goal time of sub eight hours if it had been twenty degrees cooler. Mm-hmm. No, I, as it was projected to be. That's incredible that it was over a hundred at some points. Yeah, yeah, in at the end of October. Yeah, this was in October, October twenty third. And we was did have a West Texas. Yeah, we had a breeze. We had a breeze, but I don't think it helped much, man. No, it didn't help at all. Actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't notice any breeze at all till about the last five miles, which is when the heat was the worst too. Yeah, and that breeze was like gusts that was blowing dirt and shit around. So yeah, yeah. it was almost worse than nothing. So what was the terrain like? Is it sandy, rocky, rooty? Um, no roots. Really, Powder Canyon has a pretty good trail system. Uh, it did. It's a. Uh, I mean, I would I would venture to say world class mountain biking destination, uh, and probably trail running too. There were definitely rocky stretches and. Uh, through some of that lower Comanche area with mm. some uh, and some sandy stretches down along the, the creek through the bottom. Mm-hmm. Prairie Dog Town Fork of the Red River, I should say. Yep. But for the most part, it's just hard-packed dirt. It was nice. How about the stations? Fantastic. World-class. Yeah. There would have been dead people out there if the aid stations had not been <laughs> as well stocked as they were. Myself maybe being one of them. They had all the aid stations had water, tailwind, and Gatorade. Coca-Cola. Uh, and Coca-Cola, Fireball, Tequila. The uh Fireball. Water. Yeah, they had Fireball. Like the whiskey? Yeah. Or I'll, I'm gonna say whiskey. Yeah, oh. quotes, but no, cold really shots of it too. Yeah, I had I had this dude that I was running with later. He was a 50 mile DNF. Um, <clears throat> I was running with him later in the day, and he was just kind of tromping out his last few miles. And uh, he'd get a double shot of pickle juice and a double shot of Fireball at the aid stations, and he really was just like slogging along until about mile it had been it was about mile 26 for me 20 not probably 28 for me so it'd have been mile 31 for him he just comes flying past me like totally new dude and he goes man those fireballs are kicking in he's like i'm gonna finish this thing strong (laughs) and he did that lap yeah that last whatever last 5k or so (laughs) but no they were good they had ice buckets which uh i wish i'd have taken more advantage of i didn't until the last aid station um but it totally brought me back to life you didn't really have an option at some point they were throwing those rags on you whether you wanted them or not yeah which was smart of them yeah, they were like, here, take this, bam. And I remember at that at the lighthouse aid station, they said, We're we're just focused on keeping you guys safe now. Yeah. They like, said that. Yeah, I was like, damn, is it that hot out here? Yeah. But <clears throat> that aid station was right at the um in the lighthouse trail parking lot, and they've got a thermometer out there. And when I came through, it said it's 104. Jeez. And so that was it, that's at mile 28 for me. 
but that ice ice water man i put it all down my back and neck and my face and dunk my hat in it and mm-hmm. like rub my arms in it and it really i mean it helped a lot i had a i had a guy tell me to to tuck tuck my shirt in and uh, dump a baggie of of ice down it oh so it kind of just sloshed at, at my waist but dude it it had a cooling effect that's for sure oh for sure you get it on your core like that but yeah it was uh dude and by <laughs> that was there was like 2.2 miles to the next aid station and the ice dude it was gone oh for sure <laughs> before we got to that one that was one thing i really appreciated was the frequency of the aid stations the only place there was a stretch was on that lower Comanche, which is where you might have needed it the most. But how far was that between aid stations? Uh, four miles of all climb, pretty much. Four point six. I don't know. Did that? Man, I've I've never been that low during a, a run. Like a man, dude. I had to fight some demons that on that stretch. Oh, for sure. And it was wild. I was telling you earlier, but but like, like there, just you know, you got voices in your head. You're thinking to yourself, you know, but it's all in your head. But the second I really started, it sounds crazy, but I started talking to myself out loud. Um, dude, a lot of those negative thoughts kind of vanished with it. That that you're able to, you know, at least for me, like getting getting the thoughts out. Yeah, just positive, positive talk. So were you saying like I'm gonna quit out loud? Or? No, I never said that. But I mean, <laughs> but, in general, like, wait, it was more like stop being a pussy. You're not gonna be quit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like why? Are you, why I was like, why are you? Why are you thinking this shit anyway? You know, like yeah, pussy. Just make it to the next aid station and, you know, get get some water, you know, take a breather real quick, you know, and just get to get to the next one. Like mm-hmm. That's kind of that that became my whole focus was just getting to the next aid station. And then when I kind of started making a recovery, I just started thinking, you know, just I kept going just doing left, right, left, right with my feet and I'd try to say it faster. So I'd move faster. Mm-hmm. And then just trying to remember like, you know, just keep moving forward, constant forward motion. I remember at one point though, I just had to tell myself to like, just shut the fuck up and keep going, you know? <laughs> and for a while, like out there on the Capitol peak loop, which was probably just in sheer terms of the trail itself would be the easiest stretch out there. But mm-hmm. this is for sure. The hottest area is like, I couldn't hardly think straight to begin with when I was out there. So. <laughs> yeah. That, that stretch was no joke, man. And that I felt like the same, the, the, the earth was darker there than any other part of the yeah. park. Like the sun, <laughs> like, so I was just getting any even hotter, you know, right. like, radiating up yeah i could have just been all in my head at the time but who knows but no dude it it was such a fun time though you know looking back at having you know having my family out there and you know my my dad and stepmom came out to support me and help support everyone yeah you know and and, uh, we had a hell of a time with them yeah yeah they 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 had a great time they had they had a great trip man and uh, shout out to Meg for getting third in her age group on the 25K mm-hmm. and Ooh, finishing 10th in the women's division out of a bunch, fuck, 150 probably. 100, 100 something, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she crushed it. On the flip side of that, there was zero female finishers of the 50 mile. No, sir. Yeah, what did Jared finish? I heard it was pretty good. I, I, uh, rounded up, dude. I, uh, I should have gotten six, but I, uh, I kind of snuck, snuck a spot there at the, like the last quarter mile. And, uh, it got, sounds like you should have got fifth. Well, I did get fifth. I got fifth. <sighs> <All right. laughs> I got exactly fifth. 10 hours and 22 minutes and some change. 
not bad. Is there a cutoff on the 50 out there? Is it 12 hours or? Um, you had to have started your third loop by 2.30. Yep. So that'd be so, be at mile 35 uh, in seven hours. Okay. I think you had to hit. Or eight hours. Rock Garden Aid Station too at a certain time. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know what time that. I is. know you for sure had to tell the people at the Rock Garden Aid Station that you were the last person. How did you know? I don't know. I think you feel it. Yeah, you can just tell. <laughs> right, I'm definitely the fucking last person out. Here. <laughs> the, yeah, majority of the the fifty milers, I mean, they they all drop. Like I would say. I think two thirds of those who started wow did not finish. It was brutal. Yeah. Tough day. We all had a we all had tough days, man, but I think we all we all came out ahead, man. Yeah. We, I think we kicked ass. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm gonna go back next year, I think. For some more. Harry, how yeah. to how to be in how being present work out for you? Uh not as good as it did at, at Fort Davis, but it helped for sure. Instead of thinking about having 10 miles to the finish, I just thought about the next state station. Yeah. Good. So as best I could. Yo, and, and shout out to Tyler Vance. Yeah. Great job from Tyler. Or freaking going insane. <laughs> yeah. Seven. I think he did 745 maybe. Yeah. With 40 miles of training. Yeah. yeah. All year. Oh, and six miles seven thousand feet of elevation gain. Well, compared to, compared to Barry's oh, like two thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took a detour. <laughs> <laughs> we we were all looking at a run that he did a few weeks ago, and we were they were like, "How did he get that much elevation gain out there?" He had to be running out of the canyon like seven times yeah. to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> So when I saw the Stravas, he had like 6,800 feet versus Barry's who came up a, a little bit later and they had what, 2,200, 2,500? I think I had 20, I think I had 2,700 for the whole course. So I think we confirmed that the, the numbers we were seeing a couple of weeks ago were not accurate as far as elevation. I'm goes. glad they weren't. That would have been, yeah. <laughs> that, that been brutal. Yeah, <laughs> been any worse than that. No, I was I was really proud of Tyler. I don't know if I, I told him this or not, but I fully expected to get to the finish, and 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 he had dropped. Uh, no offense, Tyler. I know you'll hear this eventually. And really thought I might get to the finish and have dropped too. There was a point out there where I seriously had thought I had just died and gone to hell, and that's what I was doing. <laughs> that was my my punishment for eternity was to just be walking on the Capitol Loop Trail. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, well, boys, I'm proud of both you and Tyler too, and Meg also. That was a quite a showing, and I got worried there for a while. You guys were in the canyon with those cell signals so i i tried to get a hold of meg to get some updates i didn't know she was running yeah but did, did you were you able to get through to her um just, she amber actually uh was messaging me on the urban bookshelf account oh, nice. and yeah. she had called your dad yeah cool. and i'd heard you both finished so. oh cool sweet Oh yeah, man. There was a point when Jared's dad and stepmom were. There was a stretch where the trail ran right by the road, and dude, they were they were hollering at me, telling me like, "Good job," and to finish strong, <laughs> and all this. I'm like, "Who the hell is this talking to me out here?" And then it finally dawned on me, but like I said, I wasn't thinking clearly the whole time. I'm like, I don't recognize that person. I don't recognize this car. <laughs> I'm like, is that like my aunts and uncles? But they wouldn't know I was doing this. <laughs> but it's it's cool. I'll definitely is extremely well run event. I know none of them will ever hear this, but the folks out of Get Fit and Amarillo did a fantastic job with with the race, the course, the aid stations, all of it. 
Dude, there was no chance of getting lost out there. That, that was, was one concern of mine, but dude. Super well marked. Um and I'll I'll go back. I may I was kind of thinking that may just be if I don't do any other run every year, I'll do that one. Yeah. And uh it's funny when I got back when I got back to Midland on Monday, my Google photo time hop or whatever mm-hmm. popped up and it had a picture in there that my mom sent me from the same weekend of 2020 of their deck in their backyard with six inches of snow on it. Shit. And so just goes to show you, you never know what you're going to get. I'm glad we didn't have snow. Yeah. I would not I, I think won. like 50 and misty probably would have been perfect, you know. Yeah. But uh, I would recommend the race for any runners out there. Yeah. Late October of every year. Paladura Canyon is is truly an incredible place. I mean, I don't say that with any ego behind it because i'm from that area when does registration start uh, i don't know it started like in may maybe yeah, april man. march somewhere in there man it was awesome to you know that was the first time i've stepped foot in paladero since since the college days and to you know to be in the canyon running around there in the dark and then you know seeing the sunrise man it uh, it felt pretty pretty special it, it felt good to be back yeah felt good i'm to telling be back. you that sunrise was world class yeah. must have been nice to get in there before 10 a.m when they open yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were out there right at we were out there at 6 a.m on the dot ran for about an hour in the dark which is pretty cool too yeah, that was that was really cool. I enjoyed I that. Jared did about an hour and a half. Could you see like the the headlamps? Oh yeah, no, that was the really trails. cool. Dang, From the pavilion, cool. we could see guys like on the ridge across the way. Really? Yeah. And then it's cool too. Like once we were actually running to just turn around and look at them all. Yeah. Back all behind. The- yeah, that that was, that was super cool. Help me from getting lost, I swear to God. Swear to God. Just look for the lights. John, what you been doing? Eating food I don't want to eat and walking too many miles. Yeah, you're putting up more miles than any of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put in 50 last week. Jared got me, but because he ran 50 miles. <laughs> in one day <laughs> that's still that's a shit ton of walking you're yeah, looking is. you're looking leaner too thanks uh-huh. yeah I've, i just hit day 50 and i've already gone a 262 miles walking a little tiny bit of running um it was and it's increased almost exponentially from when i started yeah mm-hmm. i will come close to doubling my september which i didn't get the whole month of september but i got most of it um in october i'll have almost doubled what i did in september yeah that'll be it'll be interesting to see like your last 25 days like breaking into thirds too can you feel the difference oh yeah i I mean just even at work i'm getting more work done i'm getting three four times as much as i was getting done yeah in half the time nice um I mean, I don't have headaches that I usually struggle with, not groggy all day. And if I am, it's because I went too hard on a lunch walk. Um, And just more focused, more energy. And like, I'll, like, I'll I'll go do, I'll go walk two times three miles during the day and then go spend an hour and a half fishing and then come home and not be tired at all. Yeah, and then probably go straight to bed and sleep like a baby too. Once you do, not quite there yet. <laughs> I don't I get know. my thoughts in order. <laughs> yeah, like toss I, and turn. I've been taking melatonin. I just black out. 
but might need to try that. Continue on. <laughs> I'm targeting 425 miles total for this whole 75 hard. So we're we're on pace. I gotta do six and a half miles per day for the next 24 days. Easy. Freaking eh? Simple, not easy. Yeah. And one thing he did say is uh, at, after day 30, you're going to want your workouts to be hard. And so I ordered a uh, Go Ruck plate carrier and got that in yesterday. So I've carried it on two of my walks now with a 20 pound plate in it. So it's all that weight I've lost, I put right back on. Good. As you should. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good practice, really. It's, it's, it's tough. Like my, I can definitely see my heart rate. Like I was doing like a 1630 mile today, uh, with it, which is walking fast. Yeah. And my heart rate was in the one forties, which that would be in the one twenties if I didn't have that on there at that pace. And I could definitely tell after about two and a half miles, I was, um, which I did my last mile, but like 1530. Uh, the backpack was starting to hurt and that, that's during the backpack during a backpacking trip that's when i would start getting miserable is when that backpack starts hurting hurt well that'll probably train you up for that too yeah mm-hmm. so i mean i think i think the reason it hurts is just you're not used to it being on there you know yeah that's the problem with backpacking is that you're not carrying a backpack around you you can train all you want if you don't put that backpack on it's yeah it's you're gonna, gonna have problems you know? mm-hmm well, good. Keep after it. You're almost done. Just in time for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm a little scared about what comes after. That's what my demons are coming out. I'm looking at the 24 days from now. Like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am this? I going to eat? <laughs> yeah. Keep doing it, man. You don't got to stop just because the program's over. I don't plan it to. It's good. good. Making too much progress. Yeah. You could hey, loosen, walk it. loosen up a little bit, you know, but go go do the uh, local turkey trot. Ooh, I might have to. Yeah, you could get laid up for a 5K. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could walk it faster than I could run it, probably. Yeah. Jared, your mom, your stepmom said she was going to do a 75 hard. Yeah. Sound like she. Starting today, probably. Yesterday today? or today, yeah. I'll have to ask her. So, after that Everyone's weekend of partying in Amarillo. <laughs> dude, I had so much fun at Pondecita. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how much we we had drank until I, I closed the tab out. And I was like, yeah. God dang it. <laughs> Yeah, I drank more than I should have, I'm sure. Uh, Anyways, don't want to dive into that too much, incriminate myself. Uh, great brewery, great brewery. Yeah, really good brewery. Pondecita and Amarillo. <clears throat> what you guys think of the World Series we got going on here? I like it so far. I assume you're cheering for the Braves. Uh, what well, gave it away? <laughs> I didn't even notice those, to be honest. That's what you're always wearing. Uh, I've got about a hundred hats floating around that <laughs> rotates between teams. So drive my wife up the wall, by the way. For those of y'all not watching the in the non-existent live stream of this, John is wearing Braves attire. Jared's actually wearing Houston attire. Let's go, Strohs. As of and right this Houston beer. Yeah. As of right this second, it's it's uh game two, it's one to one in the bottom of the second. With the Braves leading the series. With the Braves leading the series. 1-0. So got us a podcast divided. I would like to say I watched the game last night, but I was asleep. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something about the game last night. I watched it for Two and a half hours, and it was the bottom of the fourth inning. And I said, I'm going to bed. Playoff games, dude, take a long, long time. 
You know, that's my biggest complaint with sports these days is like, I don't want to watch football for four and a half hours on a Saturday. I've got things I want to do. Same thing with baseball. I've really enjoyed watching hockey because they're usually done in two and a half hours unless they're doing a bunch of bullshit to start the season off. Yeah. The game on a Thursday night. (laughs) Well, there's no commercial stops. There, there are some, but yeah, not, but not many. They'll stop play to throw in a commercial. Yeah, like football. Yeah. Holy shit! Or there's a penalty or something that they'll find a reason to to go to commercial, but sneak oh. one in. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Well, you guys got any money on the game? I don't. No. Uh, you know, you guys aren't sports bet. I don't have. I'm not either. Yeah, I would if I could but i'm not driving to the casino to do it <laughs> you can do it online now john yeah not in north carolina oh. not even sports gambling nope you can go to the casino and do it they just legalized that huh but i'm not driving to four hours to the mountains to do it harrah's sound terrible yeah harrah's in cherokee mm-hmm. there's another harrah's i don't know where it's at but i haven't looked I don't need to do it that bad. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big sports better, really. I, just I like remember. Watching. I was on a um, high school trip, and one of the teachers went down to a racetrack in Austin to place a bet on the Kentucky Derby. Really? During a school trip, yeah, he's got his priorities. <laughs> Who was that? Are you gonna bleep this? I can, yeah. Oh, really? That's funny. <clears throat> I always so. Guess we ought to get to the books, there, huh? Oh, go ahead. They're, they're, they're the reason why they come in hungover on Monday. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> And drink at lunch. Not, yeah. not saying all teachers do that. We had a but most of them do. Yeah, that's why we they had, had a one. union. We had one get fired when we were in high. John, you might have been gone already. I either was it was my either my senior year or my right after was your senior year. But uh, but I remember that. Yeah, she was a, she fell asleep under her desk, hung over. Oh no! Yeah, got sent <laughs> home on like a Friday. She'd been out at ladies' night at midnight rodeo or something. <laughs> dude, them teachers party hard, dude. Yeah, I have come to to learn this. The b- best thing I ever saw was when I saw two teachers at midnight rodeo. That I went and took a picture of them like an asshole, and <laughs> they were not pleased. <laughs> Who was it? I feel like uh, I remember that happening. Uh, the blo- they both worked in the one hundred hall. Um, the typing teacher. Uh, no, the hot one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then the blonde lady that worked down the hall from her. Uh, she was kind of mean. I don't remember. Her name. I know who you're talking. I, I kind of have a picture of her, but go find your yearbook and figure it out. I don't even know where, where those are. I think mine are my parents had it. You already talked about some books. I guess so. Over a book podcast. Yeah. What y'all got? I got The Haunting of Hill House. Nice. That one's been on my radar for a long time, so it only makes sense that you got to it. You can take it off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the TV show, so. Jared, what you got? I have... State of Fear by Michael Crichton. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was talking about that. You got Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Chismar. Well, if you guys didn't pick up on this, today is Halloween, the day you hear this. And we have all picked spooky books to share with you. For spooky Welcome. Season. Mine's not that spooky. It might be. Mine wouldn't. Mine, mine is in its own way, but probably not like the haunting of Hill House. All right, real quick aside, 
Hide. Uh, I have a real problem with uh, Halloween candy during the month of October. And problem with eating after. it or what? Yeah, problem eating it. Okay. Um, but we have made it 27 days into October Woo! before candy showed up at my house. How did it get there? My wife went out and bought it. She bought it? Yep. For what purpose? I think for her mom who's coming tomorrow. Oh. Are you going to stay strong? Oh, yeah. I didn't even tempt me. I got rules to follow. Good job. Now, day 76. Are they in an open bowl? Not yet. Just sitting there? That's when it gets real hard when it's in an open bowl and a spot you frequently pass. I basically eat the same thing every day, so I don't really don't have any problems oh, with temptations like that. All right, back on books. Yeah, right. back to the books. <laughs> I have my list of problems with temptation is lengthy, so we better not get into it. <laughs> Lengthy right, and proven. Go ahead, John. <laughs> I want to hear more about the temptation. <laughs> Let's all spill our deepest darkest secrets. Shit. Ah, John, go. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, I've got The Haunting of Hill House, which is by Shirley Jackson. It's an older book. It was written in night or published in 1959. Oh wow. wow! So it's it's set, I believe, in the 50s. I didn't get any other indication that it wasn't. But the premise of the story is that there's this house, and I almost I honestly don't even know where in the U.S. I kind of picture like Ohio-ish, like maybe almost Midwest, mm-hmm. but. Some people have seen the show, so I don't know. Um, anyway, so there's a there's a PhD who hears of this house and he wants to study the hauntedness of it. So he sends out a letter to a bunch of people and asks for volunteers to come stay the like the summer with him at the house. And uh, I'm not a big details guy, so sorry if I'm screwing all this up. Anyway two people answer and then one guy that's going to inherit the house show up to this house that's got this history um dating back to when it was built and it's a dark history and it's got weird things going on um and so they they stay at the house and they're learning more and more about the house and then all of a sudden things turn uh scary for them so it's what they're dealing with there. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed it. It's a it's a quick read. It's pretty short. It's like two hundred and something pages. Um, it's got some like uh, that older language that's a little harder to read, and uh, from those earlier nineteen nineteen hundreds writers. Yeah, they use proper English. Yeah. <laughs> Ye old house on the hill. <laughs> but I have not enjoyed reading it at night in, in bed with the lights turned off. I would much prefer to read it during the day. Nice. I like that. Have you seen the Netflix adaptation? I have not, but from my understanding, it is a modernized version of the book. Yes. Um, but I have not. I am interested in watching it. Mostly pissed my wife off. Uh, me and Kathy watched it a few years ago, and it it's good. It'll give you I'll the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Which I All right, uh, one-star reviews. Yeah, it's here. What about Giardia Risk? Mm. Um, there was yes. a brook that ran next to the house that they... Was it babbling? I, they didn't specify. Sorry. But most brooks I know are babble. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear those one stars. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of babbling, 
This one says blabbering nonsense <laughs> followed by worst ending. I don't I'm like that old English that. writing. It's got some spoilers <laughs> in this one, but book club choice didn't get it at all. Our book club universally did not like this book. Life is too short to read bad books. I don't agree with that, but I agree with the premise. You don't agree that the book was bad or that life is too short to read bad books? Uh, that I don't agree that the book, will, this particular book is bad, but I am in favor of putting down bad books and not sentencing yourself to read them. Yep. But overall, they had 64% five stars, so. Not bad. Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Boom. Um, Good job, John. Check out the Netflix series for Fast and Dirty. Jared, let's hear about yours. Another Michael Crichton book. You're going to have the whole bibliography done before too long. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, Michael Crichton, State of Fear. Um, this is this was published in 2004, I believe. Um, the book follows. One sec. There's a lot of characters in this. The so the book follows uh, a lawyer named Peter Evans who is the uh, lawyer for a multi-millionaire George Mor- Morton, who is um, funding um, some environmental groups. Um, and just before he is due to donate a large sum of money, he decides to um, disappear, commit suicide. So, it was suspected in the book. Any more details away? But um, anyway, so the reason I say that is because there's a lot of these environmental groups that are doing some shady shit. So yeah, these environmental groups are uh, doing some shady stuff. So the book kind of goes goes along. Um, you know, Peter and a group a group of other. Uh, group of other folks are trying to help stop these environmentalists it is a techno thriller um i believe there might be a movie out there of this i'm not sure some guy on the airplane told me there was a movie just because he saw the book cover and he was like he was like great book great book <laughs> great movie it's <laughs> like man don't ruin it for me man yeah. but uh it's a, it's pretty fast paced, just like any other Michael Crichton book. Um, a ton of detail and a lot of um, factual uh, information here. That he even throws out a few graphs. Um, when, graphs. when it when it gets <laughs> when it gets pretty scientific in it, but they're all they're they're all actual graphs. There's a 20 page bibliography in the back of this book, oh. um, and anytime he references or a character references a paper, he has a uh, little footnote at the bottom of the page telling you exactly what paper he got that that information from or, or just what. Like I said, really fast read. Um, I wouldn't read it before going to bed because it's got me a couple times where you just like flip, 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 flip. Um, there are, of course, a lot of one-star reviews. Um, this is a very pi- popular Michael Crichton book. I don't think it's his best, but definitely not his worst. Um, a lot of people saying boring. I'd have to disagree with them. Fear is intentionally created. I mean, the book is called State of Fear. Um, skip this one unless you have trouble falling asleep. I'm going to have to disagree with that one. I saw one that was like, save paper. Uh, don't buy it. Yeah, save save a tree. Save time. Don't, don't bother buying and reading this book. 
Anyway, like I said, you know, if you're a Michael Crichton fan, which I don't know how many people who listen to this are, but they 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 probably they probably like this read. You probably made a few Michael Crichton fans. Yeah, we ought to we ought to do some kind of some kind of fact finding on who our audience's favorite authors are. Yeah, for sure. Because Spotify probably cannot. Well, actually, Spotify probably could provide that information. I don't know. Maybe so. But send us your social security numbers and we'll do the rest. Yeah, we'll figure it out <laughs> from there. <laughs> and you know, it's not, it's not uh, a spooky book. Well, I guess it could be spooky if you like doom and, and gloom oh, kind I of do. stuff. Yeah. I do. It gets kind of far fetched at parts, but you know. That's a thriller for you. Yeah, well, sometimes it's gotta. But I think that's what keeps it entertaining. <laughs> um, but anyway, what's that called? State of fear. State of fear. It's like six hundred and forty pages. Nice. It looked pretty thick when you're holding it up. Yeah. That's the pocketbook version. I hate those so much. Dude, the only reason, like, I really don't, I don't have anything else pocketbook except my, some McMurtry books, but all my Crichton books are pocket versions. I've never, I, I, wanna, I don't know if I've ever seen that one of his that isn't. Yeah. Yeah. There, well, there's one like the Andromeda strain all right now i can't see it barry what is that what's uh, the score john just keeps trying to tell us the score and i said i've got it turned on right in front of my face what's the score five to one houston Top of the third. <laughs> hang uh, on baby hang off <laughs> now i'm a big believer if you've got uh <clears throat> of maintaining uh like all my Cormac McCarthy books, I want all those that same like print run where all the editions yeah. are similar, you know? Yeah. Same with all my McMurtry books, which I'm thinking I may dive back into some McMurtry here before too long and get on the <clears throat> them last picture show books and Thalia, Thalia. That one nearly got him kicked out of the town he's living in. Yeah. Because he wrote it about it. Was it Lockhart? Dalhart? Um, Archer City. Archer City. Yeah. I don't know why I said Dalhart. What you got, Barry? Um, I've got Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Chismar. I uh, picked this book up. I had just kind of seen it making the rounds out there in the, the book, Bookstagram world on Instagram. Hey, hey, and, hey. Yeah. Who read it first? You or Amber? Uh, probably Amber, because I just finished yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it kind of had caught my eye and had an interesting story to it. And and really, I've, I, uh, and it's got a review by Stephen King on it. So, I'll start with that. Um, it is a fiction book, which I'm embarrassed to to say took me quite a long time to figure out uh in fact probably down to the last few pages when the author told me it was a fiction a fiction book uh <laughs> but it's written it's written like a true crime uh thriller and is actually called metafiction the writing style m-e-t-a which i had to look up and you should too because i can't explain it to you uh, and I want to remind all our listeners that we're not literary experts. We're just three dudes who like reading books. So uh, I'm sorry. I can't explain what metafiction is to you. I tried to look it up too, and I had no idea. Yeah, I looked it up. I couldn't understand what it was saying. And I scrolled down and somebody had searched like metafiction in understandable words or something. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the best I can tell is it's a book that's written 
in a language that acknowledges that it's a book that's being written or something, something like that. Um, but this book was written from the author's point of view. So he is a character in the book, the author himself in a real town of Edgewood. Uh, I can't remember what state it was in. I want to say maybe Ohio. I don't know why. Maybe all of our books are set in Ohio tonight, but that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> and uh, he's an aspiring horror author who lives with his parents um, when all these unexplained murders start happening in the town and he kind of gets wrapped up in the investigation of the murders and uh, trying to solve them. And I'm not going to lie. I got pretty wrapped up in the story. Uh, it's not necessarily scary uh, or even that suspenseful, but I did, I do spend a lot of time outside after dark alone this time of year. And, you know, so when you, when you got these people disappearing in the dark mysteriously, and then you're out walking the dog in the middle of the night. Well, I shouldn't say middle of the night after dark, you know, it's seven 30, but, uh, you know, you kind of get the heebie jeebies a little bit. And so, um, it hit kind of close to home and, and I did enjoy, especially the deeper I got into the book, I started kind of picking up on clues between the cases and, in things that he that he ultimately ended up tying back in so i felt kind of cool about that um because i'm typically not a details guy and there was a while that i thought maybe he was the killer uh but he wasn't so i'll spare i'll i'll give that that slight spoiler away and uh but i thought it was a really good book pretty quick read is about 200 and uh, let's see, it's about 310 pages all in, I'd say. And it's got 4.4 out of 5 star rating on Amazon. Let me hit you with some one stars right. here. Um, I will say it was not necessarily what I was expecting, but I did enjoy it. Um, and I, I swear, I thought it's a true story till the last <laughs> 20 pages of it. I mean, I even remember talking to Jared and Meg about it and Amarillo and say, I'm scared. I don't want to look it up, you know, to see if it's a true story. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the book for me. And so there was some there was some giveaways in the book in hindsight, and you'll pick them up too if you read it. So uh Oh, this one too has a 67% five-star rating. Um, one of the one-star reviews says, duped with three exclamation points. I very rarely have mixed emotions about a book, but I did this one. Most of the book was filled with way too many mundane details, along with not enough details at the same time. It's not yeah, a bad... This guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad read if you're trapped with nothing else to do. Said I recommend watching Grass Grow. It's probably more entertaining. Save yourself some money and reread an old Stephen King. And another one says, annoying and boring as hell. I was led to believe this was going to be an actual scary novel, but it turned out to be a made-up story that is written like it's relaying actual events and goes on forever and never got the least bit suspenseful. So... It is a fictional story, like I said. You know what made up means? Fictional. So my first clue should have been when I bought this book at Barnes Noble, it was in the mystery section and not in the <laughs> true crime section. But I was still confused on what metafiction was at the time. So I, and honestly, I'm still confused about it. So. Check it out, though. Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Chismore. It's pretty new. And so I'll tell you something else that made me uh, kind of be confused on the, whether it was fiction or not is that it's got a fake forward by a fake human in it about a fake book in the fake forward. And then it's got all kinds of 
fake pictures all through it. <laughs> but it's cool. Oh, I was going to look and see when it was published. Um, I did um, have something to add to the metafiction. So when you told me about it, uh, I thought of Misery uh, as an example of that by Stephen King. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up, and that was one of the examples listed. Oh, really? Along with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Handmaid's Tale are other examples of metafiction. Interesting. I probably would not have lumped misery in, but I can I can see it now that I think about it a little bit. So it's a good book though. Check it out. Uh, I mean, it is I mean, I think it was uh from like a creative standpoint amazingly well done. So if you're just looking for something along those lines, you guys got any closing thoughts? Today's Teddy Roosevelt's happy uh, birthday, by the way. So happy birthday, Teddy. I've all, already said that today TR. is um, October 31st. So Big that was dead. his birthday four days ago. Uh, the date of recording is Teddy Roosevelt's birthday. Happy birthday, Teddy. Thank you for all you did for us. Come see me at the Minger Hotel next time I come down that way. Also, chop, chop. And I am damn proud of both of you guys. Good job. Thank you. Jared, bro. Oh, man. Go Strohs. And keep getting your miles in. Yeah. Have you run any? No, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think I'm going to run tomorrow morning, too. Yeah. I went and lifted this morning. How'd you feel? Pretty good. I feel I feel amazingly good. Like oh nice. Light years better than I expected to. Yeah. So not saying I feel great, just saying I feel better than I expected to. I'll let y'all figure out where the spectrum is on all that. <laughs> yeah, keep getting your miles in. John, keep it up. Doing great. Yeah, man. What day was today? Was today 50? Today's day 51. Nice. Today was day 50. Good. Good job. Uh, Seeing the results. I am also going to say go Strohs. Woo! And stack your books. Log your miles. I've been big time slumping on the books, but I'm, I'm back in the game. Coming back, baby. This one next. I'm going to read all three of these. I think the hard case, yeah, hard case crimes because they're little, they are written with the intent of being read in one sitting. So, are those the ones you got from Barnes and Noble? Yeah, this is one of the ones I've got. We had a drunken route through Barnes and Noble. Last Sunday in Amarillo. Yeah. I'm going to take that out. Then we went to Fazoli's. Yeah. Shit. And then we went home and fell asleep. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm going back to Pondecita for sure. The fast and the hazy. I bought. I didn't even know I had bought a, a four pack of pints until I got back to Midland and found them in my cooler. <laughs> An amazing surprise! Yeah, I should have brought some home. They gone already. Next time. Oh yeah. Yeah, they didn't make it through yeah. Monday. Actually, if I'm being completely. <laughs> so I'm still a little bit in party mode. Should be till eleven one. Should be back on the wagon. Not that I was ever on it. I'm gonna ease back, hanging on, <laughs> dragging you yeah. behind it. <laughs> I've never lost. The- I've never lost sight of the path. I hadn't been on it, but I know where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get the wagon rolling again. Yeah. <laughs> it's stalled out right now. Just- That's right. So, all right. <laughs> Evening, fellas. Yeah. Evening. Good night. Uh...
Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoy this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.